Section 21 of Stories Without Tears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Stories Without Tears by Barry Payne. Some Imitations. Part One. My cousin Elsa is the despair of her mother and the ecstasy of every artist who beholds her. Men adore her until they know her, and she has the longest list of broken engagements of any woman in London. She has great charm and a system of ethics of which an ordinary housebreaker or card sharper would be heartily ashamed when she called on me at twelve in the morning thereby interrupting my work and observed that friendship was a lost art i naturally asked who he was if you wouldn't keep on trying to be clever said elsa it would be much better there is no man in the case at all this time besides if it had been any trouble with a man in it i could probably have arranged it myself i've often done so before you have i asked well what is the trouble this time suppose i asked you to go to mrs telford green's on wednesday night I should say I was awfully sorry, but that I was too busy and too old for that kind of thing. I should add, in a humble style, that you would find many other men there, and I should only be in your way. Elsa stamped her foot impatiently. Once more, don't be clever don't jump to conclusions i never said i was going did i i'm not i don't go to every blessed thing i'm asked to don't brag i know you too well and it's no good you go to mrs telford green's whenever you get the chance and are thankful and why on earth am i to go if you don't intend to be there i particularly want you to meet irma maurice why i've met her scores of times i know she's your dearest friend and absolutely delightful and perfectly ducksy and all the rest of it all the same if we don't meet on wednesday night neither of us will die of it did i say she was my dearest friend she is a friend of course in a way and i wouldn't say a word against her let's have the word then more cleverness why don't you keep it for those little penny stories that you write irma's pretty of course and i dare say she will learn how her hair ought to be done one of these days 
it's not her fault that she's got no money and i always wondered how she managed to dress so well on it until i heard about the exchange she doesn't dress really well of course and she has the finest luck at bridge i ever came across in my life if it is simply luck and i hope it is of course yes that all sounds very nice and why do you want me to meet her you really ought to go out a great deal more than you do if you don't study life how can you write about it properly i heard someone say the other day that you were the kindest and most chivalrous of men this was conclusive my cousin elsa does not say these things for nothing if she stroked a cat she would expect the animal to go away skin itself get the skin dyed irritation mink and send it to her with an affectionate message evidently i said you're in some pretty serious trouble she picked up a little italian looking glass and peered into it carefully and as she was surveying her own face found therein no fault at all i want to ask you something she said suppose i got somebody to lend me money on some diamonds and well they weren't really diamonds a term of imprisonment with hard labor you ought to have been either in prison or madhouse long ago i've often told you so if you want me to help you you must put your cards on the table at any rate i must have the whole story it isn't quite what i said about borrowing the money i mean but it's pretty bad if i told mamma there'd be the most awful row i suppose i'd better tell you only you must promise not to peach and you must promise to get me out of it take me out to lunch somewhere and then we can talk it over part two during luncheon elsa was appallingly scandalous and extremely amusing when lunch was over she leaned forward confidentially one arm resting on the table now i'm going to tell you about it it's the worst mess i've ever got into in my life and it's not my fault at all i knew it wasn't your fault of course do you remember that little diamond pendant that uncle harry gave me no you wouldn't you never see anything i've got 
it on now. Look, while you know the way that women will go mad on some particular piece of jewelry, Irma Maurice went mad on my pendant. I believe she half thought I might give it her one day when I had got tired of it. I couldn't do that because it was a present from dear Uncle Harry. Besides, I took it to a jeweler the day he gave it to me, and the man said it was worth at least 50 pounds. Pleasant little trick of yours. Don't interrupt. One day I was going down Bond Street, and I came across a pendant in a window which was the very exact image of mine. I went in and asked to look at it, and found that the stones were paste, and that it wasn't too dear. I had to buy it for safety. I had to buy it for safety. Otherwise, Irma might have seen it and got it and I hate to have her wearing anything like anything that I wear. That's natural, isn't it? Then I lost two watches in one week, and Mama said I ought to be more careful. So I thought that in future I would keep the pendant with the real stones safely locked up at home and wear the other. I only knew them apart by the fact that I kept the real one in a different shaped box to the other. Then one afternoon, Irma had got a bridge party, just a few of us, all girls. I never held such absolutely awful cards in my life. And, I suggested, to pay your losses you borrowed money on the imitation pennant, asserting that the stones were real. Elsa was indignant. Not a bit. Do you think I would tell a lie like that? And do you think I would go into a horrible, dirty, disgraceful pawnbroker's shop to get money? Never. I would sooner owe any amount than to do such a thing. What happened was this. I paid the money at the time, and then, when the rest had gone, I had a few words with Irma. You see, I had to pay Mathilde some money next day. She's a demon for money, and if she hadn't got quite perfect taste, I'd leave her, so I suggested that I should pay the money in a month's time, and meanwhile, I would let Irma wear my pennant, and I told her that if I didn't pay at the end of the month, she could keep it. I didn't say diamond pendant. I simply said pennant, and I couldn't help what she thought could I? She jumped at it, so I took it off and gave it her. What were your losses? Somewhere about ten pounds. 
and you let her believe that she held as security a pendant worth fifty i couldn't help what she thought said elsa petulantly i told you that before and what had you actually paid for the paste pendant four pounds ten shillings she looked pathetic and deeply wronged as she gave me this account of her own dishonorable and disgusting conduct if she had not been irresponsible ignorant and charming child i might have been even angrier with her well i said there is only one thing to be done i'll put you into a hansom and you must drive to the morrises at once you will then pay your car debt to irma and take back your broom magum pennant and i ought to tell your mother and you ought to be well spanked you can repay me when you have it thanks said elsa sadly it's awfully kind of you but i'm afraid it's no good irma has found me out already and that's why i wanted you to go to miss talford green's and talk to her and hear what she meant to do and see if you couldn't make her change her mind by this time elsa had got actual tears in her eyes her appearance of being deeply injured by a hard and cruel world was so deceptive that it nearly took me in how do you know that irma has found you out i'll tell you the other day i happened to tread on a brooch of mine and the silly thing broke so i took it to a very good man i know of as i went into the shop i saw irma standing at the counter and behind the counter a shopman with that pennant of mine in his hand i'm not quite certain whether irma saw me but i think she did i rushed out of the shop at once that happened yesterday i can't go on wednesday night because i simply can't meet her i never meant to do any harm i had heaps of money coming at the end of the month and i was quite certain to pay her and take the pendant back then no harm would have been done at all if she hadn't found me out it was a suspicious low cat-like thing for her to do taking that pendant to a jeweler well i said i'll do what i can only my dear elsa you've got to make me a few promises there were promises connected with her reformation she made them with all the utmost willingness and kept one or two of them for quite a long time part three i met miss morris on wednesday night and i was a little puzzled for if 
ever a woman looked the picture of conscious guilt and horrible embarrassment that woman was arma morris we talked about nothing in particular for a moment or two and parted later i took miss morris down to supper she clearly had something on her mind and i thought i would give her the weaker position by letting her speak first she asked me if elsa was there no i said she told me she wasn't coming tonight do you know why no i lied i don't believe she'll ever speak to me again and she was quite my dearest friend and i'm afraid it's partly my own fault can't i do anything i suggested you might perhaps be able to give her my explanation of a thing that must have looked perfectly horrible she lost a little money to me at bridge and as her dressmaker was bothering her i wouldn't take it until she got her next quarter's allowance so she insisted on my wearing a little pendant of hers that i admired until the money was paid i know all about that i said in fact in fact she gave me the money to hand on to you tonight but what's the trouble out of pure curiosity and nothing else i took that pendant to a jeweler i wanted to know how much it was worth i thought perhaps i would get one like it one day as he held it in his hand elsa came into the shop i could see she was furious she must have thought i suspected her and was getting the thing valued it's too horrible and sordid. don't say that i said this is a commercial age by the way that little pendant of hers is rather good isn't it the man told me he would give me fifty-two pounds for it any time but tell me will you try and make it all right with elsa i couldn't bear to lose her i said i would do my best and i did elsa had of course mixed the two pendants as she was bound to do the reconciliation took place and elsa told me all about it afterwards she said she was very saintly and martyrish at the interview between her and irma and that she had told irma that she had never been angry with her only pained and grieved and then elsa asked me not to laugh end of section 21 recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver bc